Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Friday, November 11th, 2022. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. Southeast Alaska's commercial salmon harvest was half as big as last year's, but netted fishermen more money. That's according to a preliminary 2022 harvest report released by the Alaska Department of Fish and Game on Thursday. Commercial fishermen in Southeast hauled in just over 29 million fish across the five salmon species in 2022. 17.5 million pink salmon, 9.3 million chum, 1.2 million coho, 1.1 million sockeye, and just over one quarter million king salmon. Even though the total harvest was half of last year's, the total value at the docks for Southeast increased by $12 million this year to $144 million. That rise in value came primarily because the price per pound of chum salmon increased by half this year compared to last year at $1.18 per pound. Sockeye also had an 18% increase per pound this year, but the other three species had lower prices than in 2021. The drop in overall harvest numbers can mostly be attributed to a drop in pink salmon harvest. It's an even-numbered year when fewer pinks return to the passages of southeast. Even still, southeast fishermen caught 10 million more pinks than the last even-numbered year in 2020. Every other species saw harvest increases, including the embattled southeast king salmon population. Fishermen landed 40,000 more kings than in 2022, rather 2021. Southeast harvested more than 80% of the king salmon statewide this year. Chum salmon had the largest harvest increase in the region, jumping by over 2 million fish and more than $40 million in value. A somewhat new local nonprofit is hosting a picture-perfect fundraiser on Saturday to raise money for operations at the Sitka Animal Shelter. Christina Tierman is the board president of the Friends of Sitka Animal Shelter, which was established last fall. On Saturday, November 12th, they're hosting family portrait sessions with pets at the Crescent Harbor Shelter. And we're excited about doing it this weekend. Um, just it seems like good timing before the holidays. People will be sending out holiday cards, and we're hoping that um, they can use these photos for their holiday cards this year. Tierman says they're requiring families to register in advance for the sessions. We did request that people put the um, type of animal they're bringing, just because you never know. And we want to make sure our photographers could be prepared. We have mostly dogs, um, and we have a family who is bringing their five ferrets. So that will be interesting. Tierman says 100% of the donations will go to the nonprofit, which plans to use the funds for operations and future projects, like improving the adult cat room and making more outdoor space available for dogs. Another goal we have is to um, create a dog run um, on the premises, um, and this is something we're... Um, You know, we obviously need to talk with the city about since it's a city-owned building, but it would be great to have a larger outdoor space for the dogs um, to run around, Um, not just when they're being taken out for walks, but just where they could be, you know, placed outside for a little bit to play. Tierman says they're partnering with five local photographers for Saturday's photo shoot and still have a few slots left. You can find more information on how to register on our website at kcaw.org. 
The race for the state house seat representing Ketchikan, Wrangell, Metlakatla, and Kaufman Cove is separated by fewer than 200 votes. Neither candidate has conceded the race as hundreds of absentee ballots remain to be counted. KRBD's Eric Stone reports. Independent Representative Dan Ortez holds a 187-vote lead over Republican challenger Jeremy Bynum in the race for House District 1. That gives Ortez a roughly 3-percentage-point lead with just over 51% of the vote. That tally includes about 820 absentee votes. Though they must be postmarked by Election Day, mailed ballots have 10 days to arrive from within the U.S. and 15 to arrive from overseas. That means 750-plus votes could be added to the tally in the coming days. So with more than half of the potential absentee vote outstanding, the race is too close to call. In an interview shortly after 1 a.m. Wednesday, Ortez said he was glad to be leading in early results. I'm not uh, declaring anything yet. A long ways from that but um, certainly happy to be up 187 versus down 187. He congratulated Bynum on a well-run race. He got out there in a lot of different ways and um, certainly worked hard at it and uh, ran an overall good campaign, I felt, and uh, ran a clean campaign as well. So uh, hats off to him. Uh, he was a very, very, very worthy opponent. Absentees counted so far favor Ortez by a roughly 60-40 margin. Bynum would have to flip that and win at least 62% of the remaining vote to pull ahead. Even so, in an interview Wednesday afternoon, Bynum said he's still hoping to eke out a victory. You know, we are behind, but, you know, you can always be hopeful. A little bit of hope never hurt. Bynum said he's proud of the race he ran. He thanked his supporters. We put hard work into it, and uh, the results are what the results are. And uh, we're just going to continue working in the community and advocating for uh, the, reason, the things and the reasons why I, I decided to run. Ortez did the best in Metlakatla, where he won 75% of the vote. He also did well in downtown and Newtown Ketchikan precincts, as well as Saxman, where he won almost 60% of the vote. Bynum's strongest supporters were in the Prince of Wales Island community of Kaufman Cove and two precincts north of Ketchikan City limits. He got more than 60% of the vote in those three precincts. Election officials will run a ranked choice tabulation on November 23rd once all valid ballots are counted. But in this two-way race, ranked choice voting is not expected to have an effect on the results. The election is expected to be certified on November 29th. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Eric Stone. Anchorage school district administrators have proposed closing six schools next year as a way to cut costs amid a $68 million budget deficit. At town hall meetings this month, parents have asked administrators to take their kids' schools off that list. As Alaska Public Media's Katie Anastas reports, one elementary school community worries they will lose access to their school's rigorous curriculum. The Anchorage Basic Curriculum, or ABC, focuses on core math and reading skills. It also encourages leadership, self-discipline, and character development. That's what drew Robin Gable to Birchwood ABC Elementary School. Her daughter is in kindergarten. The Anchorage Basic Curriculum is what brought me to this school. Luckily, I'm zoned for it, but I, you know, I would have tried to send her if I wasn't. Birchwood has some of the strongest math and reading scores in the district but its enrollment has dropped in recent years, and it's now at 51% capacity. That's one reason why it ended up on a list of six schools the district could close next year, as it deals with a $68 million deficit. Administrators have proposed moving Birchwood's ABC program to Homestead Elementary, seven miles away. 
but Gable worries that sharing a building with another school could put those high scores at risk. And she says she'll consider other options for her daughter. I think that she will probably end up going to private or homeschool if this program discontinues. Because it's not just the curriculum, it's the culture in this school. At a town hall meeting last week in the Birchwood gym, more than a dozen parents spoke passionately against closing their school. Parents like Rachel Arvello. Why choose to close our school when our school is your goal? And Kent Marchant. Why should we not be instrumenting all of the what is taught here, what Mr. Thomas and the rest of these teachers are doing, into all of the other struggling, dismal schools in this district? The curriculum and culture are important to the teachers, too. Holly Booth teaches second and third grade and graduated from Birchwood herself. I totally believe in this program, like 100% believe in it. And I really feel like it also prepared me as a student um, to be successful in life. But Booth has also seen firsthand how lower enrollment is impacting classes. She's teaching a combination of second and third grade class this year because there aren't enough students to create separate classes. The way our program runs, um, it's very direct instruction, and so it's challenging to meet those needs in a combo class. But because of declining enrollment, um, this year I think we have the most uh, combo classes that we've ever had, and it is challenging. District-wide, enrollment has dropped by 5,000 students over the last 10 years. And the base student allocation, the amount of money per student school districts receive from the state, hasn't substantially increased since 2017. Birchwood principal Michael Thomas says he understands why many parents think the strong academic outcomes should be enough to keep the school open. But ultimately, he says, the district is in a tough spot. We can't take schools at 51% capacity, 60% capacity, and continue to operate them effectively um, or you know, even fiscally responsibly with that. Along with school closures, the district has presented the school board with proposed cuts to language immersion programs, sports, and the district's main gifted program. Jim Anderson, the district's chief financial officer, says he knows it will be a tough choice. Every single thing we've brought up really truly is absolutely critical and important to some group of students and families. Almost everyone in Anchorage would agree that we should be an efficient organization. They also, almost everyone would agree that we should be efficient in some other program besides mine or in some other school besides mine. And that's the challenge the board has. The school board will vote in December whether to include the school closures in its proposed budget. And according to administrators, the district may have to close even more schools in 2024. In Anchorage, I'm Katie Anastas. And that's all for Raven News for this hour. You can listen to or read our stories again on our website at kcaw.org.